Unplanned Trek. Welcome to Unplanned Trek. It's the trek that, despite being unplanned in some regards, is heavily planned in others. We've got regular segments, but we're not watching anything in order, and we're completely at the disposal of the random number generator of what we do from week to week. It's been a while since we've stepped into the next generation canon, but today we are looking at an episode called Samaritan Snare. Now, this is the episode where Geordie gets caught by the Patlets, who are treated very condescendingly throughout the episode for their lack of conversational ability while being able to obtain um, very good technology from various species. Meanwhile, Captain Picard needs a heart replacement due to an incident that happened to him when he was not much older than Wesley. That's essentially the episode, guys. It's a it's a standard Next Generation episode, particularly as an early one in the Pulaski era, which, um you know, sees Picard and her butt heads occasionally. And, and that happens in this episode too. So let's look into it a little bit further with our you know, unplanned lens. Is it worse than Chrysalis? Or is it better than Sparkamark, Sparkamark, Sparkamark? New musical sting there with Sparkamark being our our new um, favourite episode that we've done so far, Breaking the Shattered Mirror. Hope you like it. Um, and I thought that I was going to be able to record again because I remember this Pat Letts episode as being essentially pretty bad. But, when you know, this is the first time I've watched it in a few years and it actually wasn't as bad as I remember. I actually would consider the Pat Letts storyline, the B story with the A story being the Picard heart bit. And that story is actually pretty decent. Now, we say all Trek is good Trek. We're probably going to give this episode no more than a, I don't know, six and a half out of ten seems about fair. But that's still better than Chrysalis. It's certainly in no way better than Spock Amok. Now, the part two to this segment is if I was watching this for the first time, would I continue to watch? I don't know if I would. It's It's not that captivating that it makes me go, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next week. You know, watch it once and I'm done. But yeah, I'd probably go more towards something else if I was watching this as my first introduction of Trek. How about you? Let me know. Send a tweet to at Unplanned Trek. The Riker Medal. It's funny having Riker in an episode where the Riker medal can give out points and it always makes me look at him a little bit closer but he didn't in any ways give anyone even a sideways glance in this episode. In fact, he was just quite shouty in this episode. Now, Geordi and Sonia Gomez gave them gave each other like a sideways glance but it was more just knowing that Picard was in a bad mood than anything romantic. And when I think about sideways glances... You know, when I record um, an episode um, of this with Andrew Hogan, 
we sometimes give each other sideways glances and we have no Riker medal points so far, so I can't award any just for a glance. Jean-Luc Picard medal. Each week we award three characters positive votes for their positive contribution to the episode. And this week with one vote is Wesley Crusher. Now, I know that's going to make you sit up and think, hang on, he doesn't usually get the positive points. But look, he actually had a pretty good episode. Um, What he did is he actually took Pulaski's side and ensured that Captain Picard got his heart surgery. He was nervous about spending an extended shuttlecraft journey with with the captain and even said to him, you don't want to be here with me, do you? You know, he played a little bit of the needy partner, really, didn't he? But, um, you know, and he also declined sandwiches and coffee when Captain Picard offered them to him, but... Captain Picard's story was such, so compelling to him that not only did he take a sandwich, he also had a second Sambo. So I was quite impressed with that. Um, so he turned his uh, he turned his tune during the episode and actually admitted afterwards that he enjoyed the time with Captain Picard. But the reason why he gets positive points more than any of that was he went only went and passed all the exams so he can continue to head towards Starfleet Academy. And you know that's all we wanted out, out of you from this episode. So a vote, a vote coming your way, Mr. Crusher. Two votes goes to Captain Picard himself, who we've etched this medal after. Now, he was grumpy for a lot of the episode, but that's essentially because he didn't want to have this heart procedure. And he, he certainly didn't want Pulaski doing it, did he? He actually referred to her as mm, that woman at one point, which does kind of sum up his feelings towards her. Certainly in his time aboard the Enterprise, he would list her as the least favourite Doctor that he has worked with. And, you know, I agree with him. And I haven't even worked with her. Um, He ignored Geordie in the corridor. Interestingly, he had a coffee and sandwiches. He didn't have a tea, Earl Grey hot, which surprised me as well. And maybe the reason why he didn't get the three votes. But the reason why he got to two votes was that very great story that he told about how his um, heart needed um, surgery in the first place, how he um, was a young upstart ensign or maybe cadet and um, got into a bar fight essentially. And for someone as clean cut as Picard, we don't see see that as something of being part of his story arc, but I know it's something that's revisited in a future episode. So yeah, for for really... um, sharing a bit of his back catalogue, actually, and, you know, getting it done. He, he actually, you know, had the surgery in the end, and, oh, boy, did he hate waking up and seeing Pulaski there that she'd done it. And, you know, um, rightfully so. You know, he didn't want that to be the thing that he woke up to after an intense medical procedure. He was hoping to see the, the surgeon that said nothing's going to go wrong. Yeah. So two votes, Captain. And three votes goes to Worf. And you're probably a bit surprised by that because he's no, by no means the central character of this episode. But I've pointed out before, you don't need to be to get the votes. In fact, if you did, that would mean that it was just the main character each week. But he was quick to point out towards the end that the 24th level of awareness will gain you heroic salvation. I think we all needed to hear that. But the thing that we needed to hear most, and this happened early in the episode, is when Worf said... 
to Riker, you don't need to send the chief engineer for a mission like this. That's not a good move. Send someone else. And it's one of my problems with Star Trek is that essentially, particularly on the Enterprise D, you've got over a 1,000 people on board, but essentially only eight people do the work. So why didn't we send Gomez, who was in this episode, or someone else to do the job that would be of a less of a risk to the Enterprise? And really, Worf's proven right through the actions of the episode after that point. So for actually being smart and pointing out that Geordie didn't need to do the work, you get three votes, my man. Aiko O'Brien medal. Look, we've had our positive pants on, but we're going to take them off now and put on the negative... Nance? I don't know. What's a clothing thing that starts with N? Negative 90. All right. We'll save that. <laughs> so I'll just put that on. Minus one vote to Reginod. Now, he's one of the Patlets, and he's the engineer, and he just wants things that make him smart. He is a boring character. And um, that's why I have to give him a point. He does nothing in the episode. I'm not interested at all, essentially, in that story arc. I just want to get to the, the Picard bit. Two votes, Pulaski. Now, you've got to be bad to get more votes than a Pat left, and she is. Um, you can't call your captain vain. That's just argumentative. He knows he's vain. He doesn't need her to tell her that. And he's within his rights to go, I don't want you to do the procedure. I want to do it somewhere where no one's going to talk about it. It's his ship. He can do what he wants, you know. So you don't question this stuff, you know. She was essentially just mean and, I guess, probing, not in a medical way, at Picard. Um, Look, she would have probably got the three votes, but she did come to the rescue in the end and actually saved his life. So that's slightly redeeming and gets her from minus three to minus two. But, yeah, she's my least favourite doctor in the fleet, I must be fair. Um, but she doesn't just you don't just walk up and get three votes like Neelix does. You have to work at it. And for basically egging on the captain and trying to make him more angry, yeah, minus two votes, Pulaski. Minus three votes, unnamed. But surgeon is what he's listed as. Um, he said, as he was beginning the procedure on Picard, I foresee no complications. And guess what happened? Complications. You don't say stuff like that, mate. Like, if you, if you want things to go, if you think things are going to be easy, you don't go out and say this is going to be easy because something will happen and it will be your curse that's brought it about. So for, for being so arrogant and thinking you're going to get home for dinner, that, that little joke that doctors like to say, oh, we'll be finished up and ready for dinner, he actually said that joke, and he's not the first person to say that joke. And for saying there'd be no complications, getting on the phone and ringing up Pulaski and saying, hey, I I'm not qualified to do this, can you come over at Warp 9 and help? Even though Picard would hate you doing it. That's three votes right there, buddy. of the episode. Data says at one point, very early on, not quite as perspicuously. And I had to actually pause it and write the word down. I'm like, Data, why are you using five-syllable words on the bridge? You know, that's the start or end of a haiku. That's just one word. We don't need to hear words like that. But I wrote it down because I thought it was a very good line. Um, 
Picard says wishing for something does not make it so, and his use of make it so made me sit up and think that's a, a, a line worth writing down. But Wesley Crusher delivered the line of the episode, where women come from, I'm completely in control. Now, I laughed at that for a few reasons. One, I think he meant that he wouldn't be distracted by them, but I think really he would never be in control of women or a woman because I don't think the character that we're seeing here would necessarily be attractive to a a woman either, which means that he's controlling them not by being stoic, but by being repulsive. I'm being mean here. I don't mean it to be mean, but... I think that's why the line was funny, not not necessarily what I hold to be true, but yeah, the line itself was funny, and you know, Picard kind of went, oh, I've, I've kind of had to work over that over the years, um, which I thought was a nice way of handling the brash, confident comment um, of Wesley Crusher. Did you like that line, and am I missing any lines? I mean, the worst line of the episode is, you know, anything that the Pat left said, but yeah... I thought I thought they were the best lines of the episode. Well, we're getting to the stage where we have to pick the next episode. And look, I've been in contractual negotiations with Andrew Hogan, and he's agreed to be with me next week, no matter what episode is picked. So what I've done is I've hit the random number generator, which currently has 854 things on the list. And it's only gone and spun for the first time an episode of Lower Decks. We're going to watch from season one, Much Ado About Boimler. Now, I'm still not confident saying his name, and I wish it was called Much Ado About Brad, but I'm going to say Boimler. But I'm going to say it in a mumbly way, so you don't know if I'm pronouncing it right or wrong. But yeah, I'm going to be joined next week by by Andrew Hogan, who um, has been on quite a few of these podcasts, about one in four, one in five at the moment that he comes on. And um, it's very enjoyable doing it with him. So I'm looking forward to um, having some having some energy drinks and being up and about with him for that episode. Um, let me know what you think about Lower Decks before that one, because as I said, it's not one we've touched on before. So I'd be interested to hear how you feel about it. I personally love it. I like having a bit of fun with Trek and that, that's certainly in my wheelhouse. So yeah, it'll be good to do that one, particularly after the Samaritan Snare, which is a difficult one to stomach. Um, guys, thanks for all your help and contributions too. Loving the tweets that come my way. I really appreciate, um, the good vibes from the community and hope you're getting, um, a bit from this podcast too. If you have any ideas for future segments that you'd like me to include, I'd be interested in hearing that too. And just a reminder, although the, um, Acast hosts this podcast, you can also reach it on Spotify as well as Google Podcasts. So, um, whatever's easiest for you to listen to, um, is the best way to grab it i guess all right well um that will do us for one more week so i'm looking forward to seeing you next week for an episode of lower decks thanks guys it's not what you'd expect that's because it's unplanned track unplanned